his lats are his lats looks more striated there than they did at the Olympia. Yeah. Remember his lats weren't really oh, yeah. strided at the Olympia. Do you remember his glutes were crazy, yep. but the lats weren't really like crazy strided. It was like the one body part that wasn't. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. I'm one of your hosts, Big Ron Partlow. Of course, I got Dusty Hanshaw and the producer Scott McNally checking in. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Yes, you got to hit that bell. Remember, Patreon, Think Big Bodybuilding Media, keep a producer homed. Thank you, guys. So hit the, hit the Patreon to, to uh, support the Think Big channel and hit the algorithms and the bell and all that stuff to yes. uh, help us out. And remember, IamMutant.com. Go to IamMutant.com. Get your ISO surge. Get your all in. And everyone should get on the gear. Dusty. I'm excited about the rebirth of Mutant at the Arnold Classic. You're going to see a bunch of new stuff. Everyone's got to come down to the booth and see us. Of course, Scott will be there too. I'm I'm very excited for all the uh, shenanigans at the booth. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to bring my fancy headphones, Scott, so we can look like, you know, real podcasters. All right. right. Fancy. Love it. Well, they're over ear, you know, like the ones I play oh, guitar with. Yeah. They look more like Scots, right? Yeah, yeah. Very fancy. So that'll help. Because yes. it's I, so noisy in there, right? Yeah. I, and I think that'll be better. I think we'll be able yeah. to hear each other more. It'll be smoother. And the setup's going to be different. Anybody who saw us last year, we're going to we're gonna have a couch set up and chairs and stuff. And uh, it's going to be it's gonna be kind of cool. So I encourage everybody to come by and, and hang out. And who knows? You might even get on the podcast. Because I'm thinking that we'll be able to like record on and off throughout you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. we see somebody walking by i'll be like i'll grab them and be like hey ron i need you for five minutes you know what i mean i want the lady right. with the huge tits yeah the giant <laughs> one of them remember her Where yeah, yeah. her like, like the one that was at the o yeah i remember she was like her boobs were as big as my torso each one yeah, yeah they were like was, they must have been like like oh what, thousands. a gallon they were gallon yeah I, yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go yeah they, you know it's bad they start doing about a gallon yeah. gallon <laughs> take a if gallon of gasoline on each side, you couldn't please. afford it yeah. um <laughs> yeah yeah exactly terrible this disgusting we gotta have her on though yeah Love yeah yeah um i'm definitely looking forward to the arnold i'm looking forward to seeing everybody are we gonna actually talk about the competition the men's open are we gonna touch on that are we gonna dare to comment on the actual Arnold Classic, because you know this is not where people go for, for proper the- rundowns <laughs> of competitions. We will most likely get distracted somewhere between the beginning and the end of the list, and I'm sure we're going to miss somebody completely. So, what are we going to do, gentlemen? We're going to venture into this a little bit. Well, I think we, I should, be- I think we should do it and do it poorly. I mean, as well as we can, (laughs) as anyone would expect of us. (laughs) To start this out, I had something I wanted to show you guys. I don't know if you can tell. This is a hologram cup from the Arnold Classic. It was the official. Arnold was sponsored by Chocolate Milk in like 2008. And I got got one of these cups to celebrate uh, our show today. This is going to be like my official official pre-Arnold cup from now on. I, I have a question. Yeah. Arnold was sponsored by Chocolate Milk. Yeah, it says that Chocolate just Milk, seems... the official beverage of Arnold. But is, Re- it, is there a brand? Is, turn it around. I think there's is a there brand, a brand attached to the Chocolate Milk. It just says uh, milk. drinkmilk.com. Uh, 
It says three a day, milk, cheese, Actual yogurt, chocolate, nourish, milk. energize, rehydrate. And it said got milk right on it. Did you see that? Yeah. Turn, milk. So like, Other so did they, the milk, like, like chocolate milk had a meeting and they're like, we're going to, we're going to sponsor the Arnold Classic this year. Yeah. What year was that again? I think it was like 2008, <laughs> 2009, but I've saved it because it's a nice plastic hologram cup. The, the I wonder why chocolate up milk here really with well. bodybuilding. Is it because the white ones aren't as good or what's the deal there? <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, you know my, my chocolate milk bodybuilding story goes back to the very beginning. I remember in grade 10, I uh, was going to high school. And when I would finish school every day, I would buy a 500 mil chocolate milk and one of the home baked chocolate chip cookies from the school bakery. Yeah. And I would walk. It was about it was about eight blocks to the gym and I would walk and drink my chocolate milk and eat my cookie. And I did that every damn day. And then I would go train like, you know, an asshole high school kid with with unlimited recovery. Right. And it worked. Look at you now. See, I feel like that there's two things about that. One, if I were to drink chocolate milk and then immediately go train back or legs, that would be revisited for sure. Well, there was enough time. It was an eight block walk and, you know, I bullshit with my friends for a bit at the gym. You're a high school kid okay. and, you know, go okay. get changed into your gym clothes. There's actually changing into gym clothes occurring at that point in your life, right? You're yeah, not yeah. just going to the gym completely equipped and ready to, yeah. So yeah, it was one of those. It was it was a different life, Dusty. It was a different life. I'd like some of these younger guys to take that in though. Like that was that worked. You know, the, that they're was my worried about making sure the molecular weight of the carbohydrate that they're eating while they go in to do decline hammer strength press single armed sideways. How long is the saccharide chain in this carbohydrate <laughs> source? <laughs> Ron's like, I don't know, but you should try chocolate milk. Yeah, I don't awesome. know, but I'm really happy when I start my workout. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? And full energy. Oh, that's yeah. so great. So I prepared some great. stuff. I wanted to dazzle you guys with some oh, video. Oh. So okay. I, I, I think in probably we'll all agree that uh, Hottie and Samson are going to be the front runners, right? So yes. I think the, the fun story will be is who's going right. to be, be third, right? I mean, that's, that's probably the story. Maybe not, but... Regardless, we have some pretty recent uh, footage of the two front runners. So check this out. Here's some hottie video that I grabbed, and then I've got a back shot of him too. This is this is uh, from a couple three weeks ago now. So he's oh man, you know he's you he could even be leaner than this. Who knows? I don't even know. Here, let me throw up this back shot here. Boom! Look at that. Like we know he's gonna be peeled, right? Yeah, he's all like, like he, he's, he's we know he's gonna be full. Like they're, they're, he's not gonna miss. Hottie does not miss. There's that. No, he's not gonna miss. Ooh. Oh, I just kept getting wider. He, yeah, he spent, yeah. There we go. Uh, there we go. Since the since there. the Olympia, he's been training lats because of Derek Lunsford. Every yeah. yeah, his lats are his lats looks more striated there than they did at the Olympia. Yeah. Remember, his lats weren't really oh, yeah. strided at the Olympia. Do you remember? His glutes were crazy, yep. but the lats weren't really, like, crazy strided. It was, like, the one body part that wasn't. Yeah. And um, he's got more going on there, it looks like to me. And I so. found this shot here of Samson. <laughs> Let me see if I can bring this up. Boom. Check that out. 
That's so pretty. That is so pretty. Yeah, it's oh. such a classic bodybuilder look from the front. It really is. You know is. what I mean? Like that, like definitionally, what does a bodybuilder look like from the in the front relaxed and stuff? And Samson really that that giant powerful structure with the wide shoulders and you know that six foot frame that's so hard to fill out. Yeah. That he absolutely <clears throat> filled out. Yeah. 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 Look at his arms. His left arm is absurd looking. That here's the thing that for me, like if you if you could look like either of them, I gotta look like Samson. I mean, it's just well the frame, the frame, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful, like, right? Yeah, and this yeah. was six days ago, and then he, he had another shot. There. Let's Oof. see. Here's here's him hitting. Uh, I think this is the most muscular shot he hit here. Oh, hold on, there we go. It's a short video. Looking peeled from six days. Yeah, ago. it's gonna be very dangerous, but the. Story will be the back double bicep again. Yeah, it yeah. is the area that Samson has shown the most improvement on in mm. the last two, three years, right? Yeah. Remember, like, you know what, just two years ago, his back double, and then it made that huge jump when he won the Arnold. His yeah. back double was, like, way better. Um, so, <clears throat> and, and I know we talked about how nobody was really at their best condition at the O. Everyone was just mm -hmm. a little bit not their best, you know? Um, so if, if he improves on last year's Arnold, where he was at his technically, I think at his very best and has a better back double bicep than last year's Arnold. Now we're talking about threatening uh, Hottie, but I think unless he can beat Hottie in the back double, it'll be, it'll be difficult to beat Hottie. I think right. that's kind of, to me, what the show comes down to in a <laughs> lot of ways. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. I think the and again, this is purely based on seeing them already, not on what they're. You can't right. tell how much you can't tell how much someone has improved when they're as good as him um, yeah. alone. Yeah, as well that's as you can when you put them next to each other. Because I I had him not on my joking responses, <laughs> but I, I had him as a very strong possibility to win the Olympia last year. Yeah, and as soon as they came out, I was like, oh no. Like it was, it was pretty drastic that he was not ready to beat those top two at that point. Um, so we'll see. the The good news is the third place is wide open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's the fun. Like, and everyone. Oh, let me let me uh, real quick. Where is he? Why am I not seeing him? Who's that? Uh, Akeem Anton. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Antoine. So yeah. I need to eat my words here a little bit. And I want to publicly do it because no one else knows. Okay. But uh, I saw pictures of Antoine, I don't know, two months ago. And I sent it to you two. And I said, he doesn't look as good as he used to look. He's going mm. backwards. Remember? Yep. I remember getting that message. And, and no one <clears throat> argued with me. It was like, eh. And then a month went by, and I literally sent both of you guys another one and said, yep. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Holy. Like, it's the best he has ever been. And I think it's purely because he's mad at me. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I don't so, mean to take I, full credit for why he got really good, but yeah, he yeah. heard the rumor, and <clears throat> wow. So I, mean, I, will, I will confirm that, that 
um, th- that happened. And I also think that, you know, most people don't ever go out of their way to admit that they were wrong about something. So kudos to you, Dusty, you're eating it on that one. And, um, but you're not the only person I had a couple other people like a few months ago, they were like, Antoine really like, he's got a lot of work to do. Like, Coming, he's a little bit coming from behind smaller here. Smaller too, though, and now yeah, and and massive. again, like I, I don't know where he was, you know, when he started his prep. Right, he might have been like at his lowest body weight for ages. I didn't really know. I just knew that people had commented to me, and right. now I've had multiple people say, "Oh, he's like rocket ship right now." Yeah. So, you know, I love this side leg on Antoine. There's just he's got such good quality in his legs. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I love crazy. everything on his physique. And I, yeah. and I have to point this out because of the lineup. And I think it's good for um, up-and-coming bodybuilders to understand, too, is as much as everyone goes into a show to win. Of course. I mean, yeah. if you're competing, you compete to win. But I think it's important to simultaneously remember that whether Antoine, you know, sneaks by everybody and wins or takes sixth place and comes in his absolute best – Anybody who knows bodybuilding is like, damn, like you look awesome. And I feel like that it's, I've been working with and talking to a lot more, uh, you know, like national level people lately. And a lot of them have that hole in their mindset of just like win or failure. And it's just not how it works in bodybuilding because there's no defense. So I have to bring it up when I see his physique, because you know, full well, like being honest, he's not winning this show. But he is winning. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yep. I know and, exactly what you mean. And he's doing it clean. You know, he made that post the other day. He has, a, yes. well, now it's more than that, a thousand days clean. So congrats to him. And it always makes me happy, too, to see somebody who's in recovery to to share their recovery with others. Because there's yeah. a lot of other people out there that need to hear that message. And you yeah. see a guy like Antoine, it's like, hey, if he can do that, I, I can pretty much do anything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see his posing routine because yes. um um he, man he brings a house down at the smaller shows right he just his posing routines just blow people away at the smaller shows so um to see him on the on the big stage uh doing his routine will be great i bet the crowd just goes nuts oh, so, for sure yeah, this uh, great posing this shot doesn't show his shape the, just mm. based off the angle but look at that just the nastiness of this condition right here <laughs> yeah 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 that's great huh <clears throat> yeah i'm excited awesome. to see him yeah absolutely so sorry i derailed this a little bit <laughs> but i had to call myself an idiot publicly real quick that's okay that's okay move forward <laughs> <laughs> so here's yeah. our list akeem akeem looks really good i have no idea what his body weight is but he looks very hard and grainy which is what he needs i know yeah. those photos that were floating around i think you sent him dusty yeah the two most musculars yeah Nuts. yeah those look great. You know, um, you pulling those up, Scott? He's, yeah, yeah, I'm grabbing them. He's finding Akeem. Akeem is one of the guys that continues to like, like nothing's getting lost in his physique over the years. You know, usually stuff starts to like slip away. Yeah. Like there ain't nothing slipping away. <laughs> no, really nice balance. Awesome. You know? Yeah. And, and just so people who do, have never seen Akeem in person, photos don't do his cartoonish physique mm. justice. Hmm. Yeah. His waist is tiny and his lats hang. 
Like when he's just standing there, like and you walk up behind him, you're like, what? Is yeah, he's very, that? very impressive. Very yeah. impressive. Bonkers. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we got Justin, which we talked about. You know, Justin, Justin had a bit of a break, right? So that. Yes. Yeah. Justin had a mm-hmm. break, which would be awesome. You know, what about what about uh, our, our, you know, it's just bodybuilding favorite, James Hollingshead. I'm really excited to see him. He's posting pictures uh, showing that he's in great conditioning and he's getting hard. He's hard everywhere. He's strided everywhere. Um, you know, I'm I uh, I I love how his physique looks on stage. You know what I mean? When he's posing, um, when he's running through his shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what he weighs. Do you have any idea what he's weighing? But None. he looks he looks great. Just thick, dense, hardcore muscle. We'll yeah. uh, we'll have to see him in the lineup. I'm really hoping that this can be, you know, hey, his best showing ever would be That'd great. Be great. It would be, be awesome Absolutely. to see James. I mean, the arms look a little bigger. Are they? Is it arms? In, did he bring his arms up? Because I mean, there's something awesome. about him. Yeah. Yep. Very, very. Uh, the the look of the physique has a has has a a hardcore you know density to it. So. Oh yeah, it does. And it's Milos who's coaching him, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So. This well, is Milos will be all over him. Yeah, Milos will be all over him. Man. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. You know, I'd love to see him do awesome. Um, Mohammed Shaban. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's great. I mean, who knows how he'll place? What What were you saying, Scott? I was gonna say the horse MD guy. I want to see what he does. I just had his pictures pulled up here. I mean, is is he gonna have the size to hang with these guys? He has like just some incredible shape. Here's a shot of no. him. Oh yeah. I mean, look he at the is, look at those uh, legs. Yeah, he's got a great physique, man. Amazing structure, big popping muscle bellies yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Um, we'll just see how he looks next to. There's some really big guys in this lineup. You know, yeah. like yeah. We'll, this we'll, is we'll back to the, um, the the divider that people don't understand is like, think of all the pictures we've pulled up and realize that someone in this group of 12 guys or whatever it is, isn't going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you put any of these guys in another show, a smaller show, that and they're in it for the win. And you're looking at a guy like this going, ah. He looks fantastic, but he won't be in the top three. He won't. I really like him. Five. You, I agree, but I really like him. And now that I see How that could side you not leg, like him. And look at that rear, the rear delt on him. That in the separation, just like everything is perfect on him. If you ask me, I I would take this look if I could oh, have of course. a pro level physique. I'll take that. Thank you. I'm done. Yeah. God, have you seen? If I could have I like? anything without yeah. having to put yeah. in any right. effort exactly. at all. Exactly. <laughs> I'll put in maximum effort to look like half as good as any of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. unbelievable. I just, I'm, it shocks that. me to see. Oof. Look how grainy that is, too. Look at his calf. What is I'm just that? angry about the calves. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he has multiple calves. Yeah, yeah I know. Some guys get more on than calf. one set. Yeah, yeah well, that's why the rest of us are don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> the they took dusties. 
<laughs> Multiple people took mine. I got I got long ankles is what I have. Um, <laughs> yes. Really long ankles is all I've got there. So I'm I'm really excited for this, Arnold, because it's exciting to go into a show. And we've been saying this for the last couple of big shows, not knowing who's winning. Yeah. Like for years, you know, Scott, when I started, I got into bodybuilding later than Ron did. But when I started going to all the shows, you always knew who was winning. Yeah. Like yeah, you I, knew who was winning for the every Arnold I ever went to, I knew, and I was never wrong. Yeah. Um, I should have been wrong a couple of times, but uh it went the way that everyone thought it would. Um, <laughs> but you know, whereas now you're really looking and I do feel like even the top three was always relatively you kind of knew. Yeah. You, you know, I, I I would not you know, I would not dare to guess who the top five is in order that because there's there's seven guys that need to fit in that top five that third fourth and fifth place is going to be crazy you know yeah. that said it's yeah. not a huge lineup so i feel like i feel like we're in a position where everybody's going to probably get a good look you know mm-hmm. I, I don't think that people are going to get as likely overlooked here um there's that and that just it, let me ask you guys this too so samson won last year is there anything with the Arnold? You know how with the Olympia, you got to knock out the champ, that whole thing. Is there? Is there? Do you think there's anything at the Arnold where Samson will get any type of additional grace for the fact that he is the like the reigning champ? No, because okay. there's a Mister Olympia there. Oh yeah, Hottie's the king. Hottie's the guy that has an Olympia title. Those, though, to me, that Olympia title is like it follows you for the rest of your career, no matter what stage you stand on, it's like that guy's got an Olympia and it, 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 Dexter did it the whole time. He was so dangerous. He was a Mr. Olympia. You could never take that away from him. I think that, I think that Samson being the returning champion actually still has a hill to climb because Hottie's got an Olympia, which is Mm. actually good for Samson. I, 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 I don't know. I think that maybe. Maybe that he'll bring his best because of that. I don't know. I'm excited. I also I also don't think it matters at all anymore because yeah. look at the Olympia last year. Derek did not knock out Hottie. So that whole mindset, in my opinion, they've thrown away. And I do believe there was a time that that was kind of a thing. But I think as soon as, 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 soon as Jay fell. Yeah. And then, you know, because Ronnie didn't fall. He he burned out you know his body but once jay lost and then dexter lost again like it started and then phil lost it became a thing like no olympia guys lose because for years they didn't right. like yeah you know haney didn't lose he left dorian didn't lose he left ronnie just kept going so he didn't his body shut down i don't even count him as losing jay's the first one to say he didn't beat him at his best right you know so I don't think it matters at all anymore. And, and I, that's what I love is I think that for whatever reason, whether it's the right thing or it's good for money, it's better if we don't know. Like yeah. I, I stopped caring yeah. to go to finals at the Olympia. Like I went to dinner a couple times. I was like, eh, I can beat the traffic if I just go to dinner now because I already knew what was going to happen, you know? So this year you can bet that like every year at the Arnold, Ron and I will – We'll be there screaming only this year. Scott's coming. Yes. 
So <laughs> just one more thought, because I know we had a bunch of other stuff. But so if let's say, let's say Hottie does it, he wins. Then second place goes to Samson. Now, that means that everybody else going into up against looking for that third place spot is being compared against Samson, right? Yep. That's who who has, in your opinions, who has the closest. And that's a freaking tough question. I can't answer it. Who can go up against Samson at Samson's game and, and, and you know, that's when you flip over everything I said earlier and you put Maxilla in third. <laughs> it could be. It really could be. Who knows, man? About that. You suck. Because yeah, let's, let's, I just went on this whole tangent, that's yeah. probably who I would say would get third. Put that list change. up again. Put that yeah. list up again. Yeah. We got to pick on the a same episode. Got to be a third, eh? We got to pick a third. Is that what's yeah. going on? And, and that's if, you know, I mean, because it could go either way. Because if if Samson won and then Hot and Hottie took second. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah, then then who's comparing against Hottie? It's, it's, it's uh, either way, man, it's a, this is, I I, I'm with you. Like, I really can't figure this out. It does not. Either it, it, way, the guy I said who couldn't make the top five comes in third. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, if you had to pick a third, if I had to pick a third, mm-hmm. third, like, let's just say Hadi and Samson are one, two in whatever order. Yeah. I, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Who has actually, who's already been to the O? In this lineup, well, Justin, Akeem, Antoine, yeah. Justin, James, uh, James, John, uh, uh Mohammed Shaban hasn't he been to the O? I thought he went to an O. Did he not go to an O? Um, and then uh, Raphael. Yep. So yeah. I mean, Raph, Raph's a he's a huge threat for third. Yeah, he but could I feel be like third. They I like Brando. Him at the at the highest level. Agreed. For it's it's I the think size. He always thing. gets overlooked because he's not as big. Yeah. Which you're again, right. If you've ever seen him in person with his shirt off? For me to use the sentence, he's not as big. <laughs> right. Let's see him in the gym with a pump. Even make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've like, seen him in the gym with like a crazy pump, yeah. and I'm just like, how was that guy not big enough in any like sense of the word? You know, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. All right, so okay. well, that's my that's my vote. Just so you guys know, I'm 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 disagreeing with Dusty, and I'm putting Nexilla in third. I could totally see that happening. <laughs> I would not be shocked. I just lost an argument with myself. This you can tell terrible. yourself that you told yourself so <laughs> after the show. So we'll see. Conditioning decides okay. everything, but he's a freak. So before we got oh. to everything else, I did want to ask on the theme of the Arnold because I'm freaking pumped because I'm getting in my car and leaving in like. Two and a half, three days right now. And I know I'm going to get to hang out with you guys. We're going to do all sorts of fun stuff at the Arnold. And there's going to be a bunch of other people coming to the Arnold, too. And some of them have never been to the Arnold before. So as tradition, uh, I would like to know what are some things that people need to make sure they do when they go to Ohio this upcoming weekend? Bring hand sanitizer. (laughs) Dead serious. (laughs) Yeah. That's a serious one, as much as we joke about it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you're going to be doing a ton of handshaking. Well, you are. And that's fine. Well, no, but people are, too, because they're going to go meet people. And you're going to oh. run into people you know. And it's just a lot. And I find that uh, 
the bathrooms are so disturbing that I prefer to use hand sanitizer to trying to wash my hands in those bathrooms. And I always wonder how many people watch me walk out and are like, that disgusting bastard. But I'm taking the hand sanitizer out of my pocket on my way out. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. So, but no, that's, it, it's, that's one it's, for it's, sure. Uh, also, yeah. bring a lot of money because the Chick-fil-A sandwiches are very expensive there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're worth oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I introduced um, Scott to Chick Fil A there, so yeah, this is the only oh, time goodness. I had it. They were only like half warmed up, and they were like flattened from being stacked on top of each other. Completely and I, terrible, and I still remember. You know, I still remember <laughs> that sandwich. I refied my house to buy that for you. Um, <laughs> hey, I bought that for you. I, here's well, here's right. a bit of advice. You, you ref- I'm, I'm still I'm still making payments on it. <laughs> here's here's a bit of advice for people. Ask yourself a question. Is it really important that you work out that weekend? Mm. If it's not, don't bother. It's be terrible. There's there's lots of great gyms in the area. That's the thing. Like there's American Barbell just out of town. If you want to go for like, it's a, I think it's like a 25 minute, 30 minute drive. Yep. There's uh, you know, there's all the power shacks. There's a there's a bunch of them around yep. town. There's and then Metro there's Fitness Worthington. That's where yeah, Mike Davies gym. Yeah, that's a good gym. Yeah, Metro Fitness. And there's Pro Gym, which is where everyone's. Like that's the gym that's like two blocks away. And they call yeah. it Pro, isn't it called Pro Gym? I think so. Um, used to be the powerhouse, right? But they yep. changed the name. <clears throat> but that gym's so packed that you know the last several Arnolds, I didn't even bother going until Sunday night. Yeah, <laughs> I just went I've Sunday been night. To be Arnold in years. Yeah, I went. I went Sunday night last year after like most people have started leaving town, right? And I had like a great workout. Um, but I, uh, I don't often train at the Arnold anymore because you know I need my sleep there's lots going on and it is hectic but Ron will be training at the Arnold this weekend I'm bringing my yeah, camera we're guys do, we're good we're, we're doing do a something. workout together we'll do something do it. it's just bodybuilding <laughs> bro workout get some video yes. of it for you guys it'll be fun I'm trying to think if there's anything else so there's the expo. There is the the shows. Obviously, there's the amateur. I feel like the amateur gets overlooked, and there's not a lot of people going to watch that. If you go and check out the amateur, I guarantee you that you are going to see some incredible amateur bodybuilders from literally around the world. You you may be one of the few people in the audience that actually speaks English because it's like everybody's teams and their families yeah. and stuff like that. And they're all like, these guys are in speaking in Arabic and these guys are Italian and you have these Japanese people over here and these guys are freaking serious. These are guys that go to like the IFBB worlds. These are guys that like pull out all the stops. Like we're talking deathbed bodybuilding at its best <laughs> you need to get on stage at, at that 198 you like that i just oh, made that up <laughs> that term is awesome what is deathbed bodybuilding it's people that are squeezing into weight classes they have no business getting into it's when you need a wheelchair to, to weigh in you know <laughs> right. just wheel you up to it yeah yeah so there's that okay. there's that and um plan to what what else what else what about food? What about food? Uh, plan to plan to just eat shit food or <laughs> have all your meals. Like, mm-hmm. so here's the thing with people always people are getting Airbnbs now because they want to have kitchens, right? Yeah. And, but I just cannot stand losing the 
ridiculous simplicity of staying in the hotel attached to the conference center. Like I just, I'm not, I'm just, I don't need a kitchen, man. I'm fine. I'll eat buffet breakfast and I'll, I'll figure lunch out and I'll, I'll take a few meals with me to begin with. And then I'll have, you know what I mean? Like I got my whey protein and my bag of oatmeal. And other than that, I'll get some steak and fries. I'm okay. So if you're, if if, you're not in prep, you don't want to lose weight. That's the thing I push on. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't be so worried about everything. If you're gonna if you're if you're off season, you're gonna be eating, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, prepping. Okay, do your B and B thing because there's you know there's no hotels with kitchens attached to the conference center. I don't think so. Yeah, we're 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 doing the uh, most likely ice of some sort in the cooler to keep her food cold for two days. Because there you we go. Stay at a hotel that doesn't get any. So that that is a thing that people don't realize is. A lot of these hotels don't have refrigerators in them. And if you are in prep, you do need to bring your food. Um, on a weekend like this, they may not accept putting your food downstairs separately. Yeah. They have an ice machine. Bring a cooler that can hold the ice, rotate it out every morning. Your food doesn't will not take go long. bad. And, you know, you can heat it up or not. It doesn't matter. It's three days. Just get your food in. Not a, mm-hmm. not a huge deal. Only thing that I um, suggest for my clients is either buying those packaged rices that you just have to heat up. Oh, yeah. Because they stay better. Or tossing them completely and going to like rice cakes just for convenience because you don't always have a microwave. Cold chicken, easy. Cold rice that's five days old that's now looks like it's been frozen. No. Been there. Not the best. Not the best. Yeah. And for those of you not on prep, the Bear Burger across the street from the Expo Center is a really good burger place. Ron and I went there, and then we all went to that. um, No, don't tell them that one. No? Okay. No, we don't want them to go there. It's small. You know which one I'm talking about? I think so. Is it the sushi slash teriyaki place? No, 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 no. The, the, The Mexican place right across the street. And they had all sorts of tacos and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that taco yeah. plate. That was, that was good. good. That was yeah. good. That place was yeah, good, yeah. Too. If it's still you there. You go there. You know? We give them some options. I don't want to give them all of them, though. All right. You got to keep That's your on my date night, you know? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about that taco place was the, the, the table that we got the first night we went. I wound mm-hmm. up getting, like, the couch side. Oh. Like you ever go to like, you were, like uh, sitting on the ground too? Remember you're like real low. Yeah, yeah. Remember like you know you go to those the odd like kind of restaurant where they have like more casual seating and like the chair doesn't match the table. The table yeah. is like here on your chest and you're sitting on like a cushy couch type of thing. It looks yeah. good as you walk up to it, but the actual, yeah, it looks all inviting and yeah. like oh, it's like the cafe from Friends. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And then you sit down and you're like, I can't eat like this. <laughs> this is brutal. Can this I have a normal good. chair? Oh, they're all taking <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. that guy. <laughs> that guy. All right. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, I hope that helps. And we got through this without really much. Uh, well, Dusty did talk a little bit about the bathrooms, but I guess uh, we'll probably get a good review, yeah, you know, it. about the bathroom situation from Ron after. Yeah. And remember, it is new, new people running the Arnold now, so it's possible they are you know, improving bathrooms year to year. We'll see. I think last year was a little bit of a step up, wasn't it? Didn't I come back and I wasn't as traumatized? We were shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was also because we went to Dubai before that. So the trauma. Ah, yes. The trauma. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in counseling, but anyways. Yeah. Nothing was worse than what I witnessed in Madrid at the Arnold Europe in like 2016. You remember all the way back. Yeah. This is almost a decade ago now. We're yeah. yeah. When he said it, he no, I walked into a bathroom and there was mm-hmm. like giant expo bathroom. People, it's nuts. And um, no toilet paper in any of the stalls. No hand paper anywhere. No soap. None. Like just nothing. And then there's a bathroom attendant mopping, but he doesn't speak English. And I tap him and I'm like, soap. And he just goes, eh. Yeah. Just make that on your shirt. You know, you're fine. Do that. Yeah, you're good. Stop shitting and pissing on your hands. Simple enough. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Ooh. What's next? We got some questions. Do we have some good cues? What about our Patreon and YouTube people? Can we do them, right. show them some love? Isn't yeah, that we, we have all sorts of them. I know, Dusty, you had some good stuff, too. So think if you've got anything lined up there. Um, this one's just completely going to be off topic, but I had to start with it because I really liked Lucas's tone. Question for the next show. Sandwiches. I'm sure y'all love them. All of us. <laughs> what's your go-to starting from bread filling sauce or not veggies or not sweet or maybe savory Mm. let's hear it (laughs) i really feel as though ron should lead off with his complicated sandwich well i can do bread meat bit of cheese throw some barbecue sauce in there that's i'm fine I don't need anything else on my sandwich, so I don't no want. Yeah, I don't want your rabbit food on my sandwich, and I don't want any other sauces. I don't want spicy nothing. I don't want your white sauce. I don't just leave it alone. Just gets. let me enjoy my rotisserie chicken and cheese and barbecue sauce. Plus, what are your the, thoughts more, on like a chicken? You put a bunch of sandwich. vegetables on it, and it just gets so big and hard to hold and hard to bite into. It's just annoying. I want it easy to eat. I want to get this over with. <laughs> Sounds like he's going to the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Make it easy. I want to get this over with. It's supposed you know? to be enjoyable, the sandwich. You know? Oh, it that's is. fantastic. This is, I think, yeah. mainly a run. This is like yeah, four None of us have to answer. We no, don't I even agree. have to. Like, yeah. Nobody gives a what I put in my sandwich. I just had been waiting to say that. Sandwiches. I just like the You all love them. I'm sure you all love them. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even have to answer. We could have just skipped it and just moved forward. Yeah. You all love them. How about this one then? We'll go to this one then. Okay. Um, Was there ever a moment or incident during your career where you had a sudden dawning of appreciation for the extremeness or extreme um, unconventionality of what you were doing? Um, In other words, did you ever have a moment uh, where you did notice something like, and you thought to yourself, wow, this is absolutely wild. People don't do this kind of thing. Basically like extreme bodybuilding where you're like, holy crap, this is next level. I, I think like the closest thing I ever came to that would be like a couple of times right around the show. Like when you're, peaking or something and you see a new striation across your glute that maybe you never seen before or something and you feel like oh this is like crazy you know mm. or some someone asked me a question too what are some of the things you notice when you're shredded like what are some of the things that happen when oh, you're shredded yeah. 
that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe happen to you and don't happen to other people or whatever. That was a question I had. And it's sort of in there a bit with this question because that stuff would trigger things. Like I know when I get super peeled, I can feel my rectus femoris, that middle quad, that V quad. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. feel it sliding against my outer quad when I bend and flex my quads. I can hmm. feel there's like muscle friction in there or whatever. I don't know what the sensation is. And in my forearms, when I pull my fist back, like pull it back like that, I can feel these muscles all like sliding inside my arm. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a hamstring, the outside head of my hamstring. I can feel it like sliding mm-hmm. against. It's weird. I don't know how to other express it than that. But whenever I would get to that stage where I could feel certain things, I'm like, Oh, I'm getting like really lean now, like really lean. And I would think this is stuff that people wouldn't even understand. Like the average, like normal person wouldn't, they just look at you like what, Yeah, you know, that (laughs) sort of thing. You know, Dorian used to talk about his feet being so lean that he hurt to walk on tile floor. Yep. Yep. Like he hurt backstage. His feet actually hurt all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had that, like I've had where I'm like, man, like I got to put some slippers on or something and I never wear those. So I remember those days and that would make me think, oh, this is, this is messed up. Like, you know, or, or yeah, the jaw too. Another thing was like, if I got lean enough, my jaw felt like it moved weird. Hmm. Like it felt like it had more range of motion almost, or like it was was kind of not quite (laughs) sitting correctly in the back. All that fat was out of the way. Yeah, there's just little things like that that I used to notice. So those are triggering. The only thing I ever that ever like really caught my attention was um, the first time I got lean enough, and was more important than I really enough, tired enough that I remember I went for a walk and I stepped up a curb, one curb, one step. Yep. And I went, oh, the hamstring lifts the foot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I knew which muscle did what when I would step. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and not that that doesn't obviously make sense, but I never had felt individual muscles do their job on an like, everyday activity. You know, like if you're doing a hamstring curl, obviously, you know what's doing it. But just going through life, you're like, oh, this muscle is the one that I felt the most when stepping up one step. You know, it wasn't like right. I did a flight of steps where I was like, oh, well, I'm tired. You know, I'm like, I've reached a point where I'm tired enough to notice a single step. Um, There's, I like that. Oh, yeah. There's an interesting thing that I've talked about with some guys. I don't know if we've ever brought it up on the show, but I feel like training while you're really lean, for some reason, it seems to improve your mind-muscle connection. Agree. Like, and I don't know if that's because you're so invested in the diet, so you want to train properly, so you just connect. Like I don't know what comes first, the the chicken or the egg, <laughs> in the, the egg, yeah. in the the muscle connection while training while you're ripped. But there's something about training when you're ripped, like like my biceps. Like I just remember like how they feel when I'm peeled and I'm squeezing them versus like when I'm off season. Just kind of a weird sensation that happens, and it it makes you think like, Oh, like I'm connecting better to things. And I remember every time I would be really shredded, I would like, I could feel everything on my back, like individually better. It's like I could separate them in my head better. And I don't know why we, maybe that's all 
something my brain made up. Who knows? Like, you know, like a <laughs> phantom memory from when you're a kid. He's like, that never happened. <laughs> yeah. but, but that's just how I feel. I, I have to say one thing. Ron kept using past tense as if he's not shredded right now. Oh, yeah, right? That's a good, good point. <laughs> like, good point. Well, uh, I kind of remember. I'm like, you remember yesterday? That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> shredded is a state that occurs because of effort. I'm not putting in any effort. I just walk around looking like this. And I'm not shredded. I'm just lean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had to point that out for anybody who's good about point. to see Ron at the Arnold, and he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're in single digit body fat without question. So, anyways, moving forward for the right, family. right. So, if I lost like five pounds, I'd feel all these weird things again. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sitting so, down, no. sitting down. You you, you oh. sit down on like a hard seat or something. You feel the yeah. fact that you've got no fat in your butt. You know, real. So quick. I, so my my feet go numb if I sit on the toilet for too long all the time now. So that yeah. contest prep thing that used to happen to you when you got real peeled, that happens to me all the time. I can't sit on the toilet. I can't waste time on the toilet. You know, you, you're sitting on the toilet and you spend like an extra 20 minutes on your phone. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I get my business done and I got to stand up because yeah. my feet are going numb. <laughs> yes, that's, that's all I got. Not much all right. And I got somebody going, your hip flexor lifts your foot. That's not what I'm talking about. Just tell me what I felt. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before it happens, I want to jump in. I'm aware. Mm -hmm. All right. What's the biggest mistakes um, that you see people making when it comes to their arm training? Can I just um, use myself? Yeah. <laughs> For most people, I think particularly biceps, uh, you use more weight than you need to. Yeah, yeah. I used so many muscles to curl for so many years and now I, I actually enjoy I'll be curling and you know someone next to me will be using 10 pounds more dumbbell than me and my arm is now growing I used to grab like you know 60s 80s for alternating dumbbell curls and they would move from you know the side of me to my shoulder but my arm had nothing to do with that nothing so now it's like 40s for a 40 on some movements, especially like a spider curl or something, that might be 30s. So that that would I would say is the big thing for me was just way too much weight. I think um, getting your arm volume right is important. Um, I I still think there's something about arms. Um, some people, they can take a lot of volume. Like... I probably did more total sets for my arms and calves than any of my other body parts, but that's what I had to do to get them to grow. Hmm. And um, like these weren't growing. And then I did more sets for them. Whereas other body parts, that's not how it worked. You know what I mean? Like some of my craziest, like my legs were at their biggest when I was just doing like regular Dorian training all the time, Yeah, you know, and that's not a lot of volume. Um, whereas my arms were not at their biggest when I was doing regular Dorian training, I had to have like an arm day, you know? So, yeah, just kind of thinking out of the box. Like, you do what you got to do. And uh, don't feel slaved into a certain amount of volume. Like, oh, I do X number of sets for chest, and chest is a bigger muscle group than biceps, so therefore I should do less for bicep no matter what. Like, that's yeah. how most of us think, right? Like, big muscle groups get more sets. Smaller muscle groups get less sets. But I think you got to be able to – you got to be able to just flip that for a bit and see what happens, you know? Yeah. So – it's good. It's good. Um, how about this one? Uh, tips for trimming body hair. 
He says, I use the uh, the Phillips one blade and set the guard so I leave one third of an inch of hair, but it still makes me itch so bad um, I that I hate being alive for the next week. Um, what can I do to help with the itchiness and to prevent it from happening altogether? He says, I use moisturizer and trim after the shower mm. so my skin isn't dry or dirty. I prefer to have a trimmed chest and belly, but at the moment, it just isn't worth the itching. Hmm. I don't know what a Phillips one blade is. I have to look that up. Oh, I'll look I it up. It. Oh, you do? Yeah. They're great. I don't, I, the only thing that sucks is I can't help him because I get none of that. It's just like mm. a really good trimmer. That's like a right. cheap trimmer that you can pop the blades off of that works really well. Okay. Um, Here it I is. Mean, you could, you could use that to shave before a show and it would be enough. Oh, really? It's like that. Yeah. 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 I, that's all I ever do is this clipper. And then, um, so I would clipper all the time. And I, I had like, I always had like good clippers, like the type the barber would actually use on your neck, you know, like uh -huh. good clippers. Like I had like hundred dollar clippers, you know? And, um, I would just clip my whole body with that all the time. Like maybe every week or so I'd clipper or every couple of weeks I'd clipper. And then about three weeks out from the show, I would start blading once a week. Yeah. You know, and I would use a blade and I would actually shave like just so the skin got used to it. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but I would do my last shave like Thursday before the show or something like that. Like I, I wouldn't do it like even Wednesday before the show, but I wouldn't do it like Friday because that would be too risky. In of, case you got you know, like an inflammation or cut or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah just anything yeah. like that. So I would. But yeah, I never had any of that. Clippers is awesome. I don't get itchy from clippers at all. So I don't I don't share that guy's problem. Yeah, yeah. me either. Yeah, and he uses moisturizer too, so I'm not sure. I remember one year I did put Nair on my legs. Oh, God. Just to try it out. Yeah. And I fucking burned my legs, man, so bad. They were burned. Yeah. Yeah. Had yeah, that's a mess. Rashes all over the place. Yeah, that was a mess. People don't understand too. They think that like... So I, cause I'm with you, Dusty, like just using clippers, I think is fine. And that's even for contests. Um, yep. you know, I, I think that we, we think it has to be absolutely perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And the reality is we're removing the body hair so that the muscle can be seen, right? We, we aren't obscuring any kind of definition or anything like that. And it's just part of the look. But if you have a little bit of stubble, it's not going to be a problem at all. I remember seeing, like this is this is might might have been the year I got this cup. I was in line to see uh, Branch Warren in, in the expo, and this was I I think it might have even been like after the show, and I I get up to him, and of course he is like a freaking monster, and and I had not seen a lot of really like truly big bodybuilders at, uh, up until this point. So I've got to meet Jay that weekend. I got to meet branch. But the thing I remembered about Branch is he's in that muscle top tank top and those huge boulder delts had about as much stubble on them as my face on a, like a, after I hadn't <laughs> shaved for like three days, you just saw like hairs all over his arm. But guess what? It's like, wait, didn't you just compete? It's like, yeah, yeah did you just win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. that's freaking awesome. And just remind me, by the way, that Jay's getting the uh, getting a, an award this weekend, so we'll get a nice little tribute video of Jay when we're at the show. Nice. Oh, okay. So that's I assume that'll, that'll be, be the finals. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So what's it like? They doing like lifetime a, achievement, something like that. Arnold yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. Nice, yeah. you know. I had one more that I had a guy at Junior Nationals who had done really good in the morning show. And I went to go see him in his hotel room and he hits his front double bicep. And I realized he hadn't shaved his armpits. So he literally has like full on bushy armpits. And I was like, dude, you got to shave your armpits, you know? He's like, oh, man, I really don't like shaving my armpits. I was like, you're going on stage to get your pro card. You shaved your pits. And he, <laughs> so he, he reluctantly shaves them. And that was the year he did win the card. But all the judging had already happened, meaning that he probably would have been fine otherwise. Like, you you know, nobody would have said anything. So still good. You know. Yeah. 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 Still yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. All right. No. Dusty, do you have That's, one uh, on the ready there? I know you had a, a few good ones. I got one for uh, Ron. Okay. Uh-oh. What's more disgusting, picking your nose or biting your nails? <laughs> nose. Nose. I don't know, dude. Yeah, do you, you know where those nails have been. Me? Yeah, I would say... <laughs> It's tough. This is a good question. It's a good question. So how I look at it is, is there ever a reason where you have to pick your nose? Mm. And is there ever a reason where you have to bite your nails? Yeah. And I think that like I could see someone being like, I had to pick my nose. I, I had no tissue. There was something up there. It was fucking driving me crazy. I had to go deal with it. Yeah. I could see that. But biting your nails, I don't really, I think that's like a real bad habit, sort of nervous thing that doesn't need to be done. I don't know. Well, if your nails gross, are properly mm-hmm. manicured, they'll never need or just taken care of. I don't know. Done. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, 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 The nails are something you can control for the most part. The nose can just happen. Literally, your nose can be up, not up to you. Driving down the road, you tap your nose and realize, oh my God, there's something in there. It's sticking out, but I can't just get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you need to trim your this is funny, but I used to always say this to my employees because I made them clean. I made them clean the floors every single night. And they would always say to me, Well, why do we have to do it? It doesn't need to be done. And I'm like, if it needs to be done, it's too late. Yeah. Yes. That's good. It means they're dirty. Same thing with your fingernails. If they need to be trimmed, it should have already been done. Look at those puppies. Look how oh, clean those are. They've been manicured pretty nicely. See? Well done. I just take good care of them. I just take good care of them. That's, that's just, just all me, guys. That's just all me. Um, that's just all me. <laughs> just spends a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could go uh, the opposite. Sorry. If you bite your nails, then you never have to worry about manicuring them. I didn't. So, they just look wrong. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're all jagged. I wanted to make sure I started with something very important and serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, of, course, of course. We got that handed, handled now. <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. Um, simple, but what do you guys think is the most overrated exercise and what would you do instead? Huh. I have an opposite question almost to that. I'll bring it up after. Perfect. Of course you do. Jerk. Over- <laughs> overrated exercise. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot. There's some pretty trendy mm. stuff that I yeah. think is a waste of time. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's hard. There's so many. 
How about is it is it are you thinking is there are you thinking of machines or are you thinking of just like free? Where I immediately think this? bench press, but anyways. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, just, you're going big picture. Dusty's yeah. going yeah. big picture. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the be- the bench press one. can still be done in a way that can make it way better. It's most people do it in a very inefficient way. Yeah, um, it's not that it's a bad movement, but it is like the movement um, yeah. that, like, I always find it funny. And this is how often people go, "How much you bench?" And not because it just wh- why is that the measure of strength? I've always found it interesting, you know, right? Um, because, for example, if you can incline, it's more impressive than if you can bench. Before the 1900s, <laughs> they yeah. used to ask how much you could overhead press. Now, it, that I, makes sense to me. It changed. Yeah, it kind of changed to the bench. But yeah, that used to be the big thing, I guess, like before the 1900s, where you'd be like, oh, how much can yeah. you press overhead? Yeah. Yeah, which, which is standing, very impressive. Yeah, standing, it's, yeah. it's tough. You ever see somebody do like a strict press, like no leg momentum at all? Yeah. Just, I'm like. Yeah. I see someone do 315 with like Ooh. locked hips, like just standing 315 from a, like from the bar sitting on their clavicle, like from a clean, you know, and just pressing That's 315 up standing. It's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. Um, I think the worst exercise is like, I think the ones that are the biggest waste of time for most people, because they just, they just don't get the bang out of them is all the like unbraced and I say unbraced stuff like you see people doing cable crossovers but their body moves back when they do the squeeze and they think oh. that that's like better for the squeeze like they don't realize how much how much power they're they're wasting out the back end of the movement or yeah. you see uh ladies doing uh cable kickback movements with poundages that are completely unconsequential to their glute like meaningless poundages that are just a complete joke to that powerful muscle, but they're not braced that one foot they're standing on. There's no way they're braced enough to move any meaningful amount of poundage. So they would be much better off just loading up a hip thrust machine and doing Mm -hmm. extra sets of hip thrusts. Like they would get, they would get, it would be like getting a hundred thousand dollar return on their million dollar investment versus getting a $10 return on their million dollar investment. That's, that's the difference in how being braced can can make that much bang for your buck difference. Obviously, there's a good, there's a correct and incorrect way to perform every exercise, but anything you're doing where you're giving up power because you're not stable enough to really generate force, um, that's one of the problems I have with walking lunges. I mean, walking lunges can be done in a way that are more effective than others, and they can be placed in the program in a way that's pretty good, and they're in great athletic movement for coordination and all that stuff. But if your goal is just to get bigger legs, for a lot of people, walking lunges are really inefficient. And because, yeah, balance is a factor. Load is difficult. Uh, A lot of gyms don't have a squat rack at the end of their walk. Where where are you going to do them? Like, are you picking the weight up and putting it on your neck? Well, now you're super limiting your load. Um, Are you using dumbbells or, or, you know, how, like... There's just so many things like a lot walking lunge can be done in an extraordinarily impressive way, or it can be a complete waste of time. And um, so, you know, if your goal is to get huge, like a set of squats would probably do you better or a set of hack squats even better. So that's just how I feel about being efficient in the gym. 
you know all movements can be made better than maybe some people are doing them but at the end of the day like you know your investment needs a return wait a minute so on that note you just brought something to my attention investment needs a return right okay i hope i'm right so here's the thing stop doing calf raises you either have them because you got calves, <laughs> or you don't. <laughs> no return on investment. <laughs> I've been working for that guy for 30 years. He hasn't paid me yet. <laughs> See, that's good, I mean, Dusty. That's a fact. That's good. We just got half the world to stop training calves. It's good. <laughs> the other half already had. So Yeah. yeah. The guys with calves don't even train them. Why should the guys without calves train them? <laughs> Scott, when's the last time you did 10 sets of calf raise? My calf training is walking. To finish the sentence, when you think about doing calf raises, go train arms. Yeah. There's your return on investment. There you go. Scott's done 10 sets in the last 10 years. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll do a set, you know, just for like Instagram. You know, just Right. Right. Okay. Set the camera up. Yeah. Opposite. From Casey at Patreon, what lift did you always shun? Until you tried it yourself. Hmm. Thinking. Hip thrusts. Hip thrusts for me. It's funny. Hip thrusts actually came to mind. Yeah. Um, I did them all the time, but never in the gym. Um, <laughs> they weren't loaded vertically. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were, bud. Short you range know, of motion. Yeah, yeah. 120 oh, short yeah. range of motion. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, no, hip thrust yeah. is definitely a solid answer. I remember when um, the first time I used like a proper hip thrust machine and I just like, I don't think I was even training. I was just feeling it out. But I remember, um, I, I don't know if there was like two plates aside on it or, or what, but I was just feeling it out. And I knew how you're supposed to do them. Like, you know, you, you know, you're not supposed Pin to down, lean back. Yeah. You know, you're supposed yeah. to like keep your head up and, and your pelvis is just what's coming up and down, right? Yep. And I remember I, I got like a, a tiny cramp in my glute hmm. doing like the first just set. Just toying with it, yeah. Just toying with it, toying with a light weight and just like flexing the crap out of my glutes at the top and driving my pelvis up. And I was like, oh, that's got a bite to it. Yeah. That could be useful. <laughs> I could see how that's useful. Okay, you know what I mean? I remember that, yeah. Um. I was never really that down on hip thrusts. I remember when they first came out, everyone was kind of like, oh, are people going to be doing these all, all over the gym now? Remember when hip thrusts first became a thing, no gyms had hip thrust machines. So people were doing yeah. them like the free weight area. Yeah, They're bringing like way. a barbell over to the dumbbell area and laying on a bench and everyone's like, oh my God, this is in the way. And it was a big pain in the ass. I remember that. Yeah. So, so mine would be uh, Bulgarian split squats. Oh, okay. Oh, like the John Meadows way, I, you mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's not that I didn't, I just, I think I, back to typical me, can't I just squat? Can I just do this? And as soon as I, two things, one, stopped going all the way up, uh, did quick pauses, you know, like a two count at the bottom and the top of the motion, controlled the negative, and also braced with my opposite hand, like you said, Ron, took balance out of the equation. Those things are hell. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great I pick. I love them. So that's that that pick. and yes, to uh, to to not ignore your statement, Scott. Yes, John is the one who showed me how to do them correctly. Okay. Um, also, 
you want to add one little tweak because everyone goes against it. Uh, some people say like on a on a hip on a on a Bulgarian sit squat. Some people go straight up and down with their glutes. Some people their glute starts here and then goes back towards their feet. And people will argue one is wrong and one is right. To me, it's what do you want to feel? If yeah. I'm working my quad, yeah. then I want to go straight up and down and lean into my toe. If I yep. want to get that glute involved, you, you know, you let it swing back and forth. But that movement, I am sore every time. And They're for those tough. who want a, a John Meadows special, all you got to do, he would have me start a 20-pound dumbbell set of 15. 40-pound dumbbell, set of 15, 60-pound dumbbell, set of 15, 80-pound dumbbell, go to Ooh. failure, then immediately drop it and grab the 60, go to failure, immediately drop it, grab the 40, go to failure, immediately drop it, grab the 20, go to failure. That was the worst his, idea ever. His split yeah, and then you do the death. other leg. That's what that was. Yeah, and, the, and then you would take a 17-minute break and do the other leg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just me that did the break, but everyone else did normal. <laughs> but yeah. that is, uh, that's something I like to bust out. Um, on someone who's like, oh, I want to jump in on a leg day. I'm like, I don't want you to come back. So we do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great pick. And it, and you're right. It goes back to my uh, exercise selection thing because, I, I mean, I spent my whole life, you know, I was aware of Bulgarian uh, squats. You know, I saw guys putting barbells on their back, hooking their foot on a bench or holding mm -hmm. two dumbbells and hooking their foot on a bench. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's a good exercise like for balance and stuff and endurance and whatever they're training. But what a lame exercise for hypertrophy because they've got, well, imagine having like a bar on your back doing those with your, hook, your, your foot hooked. Like mm. if something does go wrong, you're probably dumping Done. a barbell and jumping out of the way, right? So I just thought that's just a terrible idea. I'm going to use a hack squat. And um, so I just thought that was a dumb movement for any bodybuilder to do. But then- Meadows introduces, he starts doing them in the squat rack, holding onto the rack. So he stabilizes yep. and just uses one heavy dumbbell. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, I'm now interested in trying this. Yep. And uh, it was a winner. Look at Donna. She shows up, eh? Yeah, her hair's a little bit of a mess, but she, she came on and said she needed to lick my hand, apparently. Well, <laughs> here we are. Here yep. we are. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm actually. We're we're adding a third soon. So yes. I don't yeah. think that. Uh, I don't think that the third will ever be up on my lap because that will be uncomfortable. Oh yes, she will. Yes, than mine, but, yes, uh, she will. She will make it happen. Yeah. We'll just move the uh, the piece over here. But yes, uh, the uh, powerful rescue that uh, we've shown on here before. It's got a girl that they're working on for me. We're just working on her with some small dogs so these two can get ready for another pit in their life. Look at her. That's amazing. That's, that's Nova Gray right there. Some asshole lit her on fire, as you can see. So, yes, I'm getting, I get daily updates. Dog. Just so you guys know, and, I, and I, I'm partial, not going to lie, but anyone who's near Texas, if you get a chance to work with this rescue, I don't know how they do it. They have 34 dogs there right now, I think. And right now, because they are working with her on some different things and uh, then my timing because Nikki shows and whatnot. But, like, they're sending me pictures that were on, like, a, uh, you know, with the iPhones where they upload them to their phone and they immediately come to mine. Yeah. Every couple of days, I get pictures, videos. I'm like, Aww. you know, they, they do it right. And, and the way they take care of these dogs. And she is an example of the dogs they take. 
Like if they get, they got puppies the other day, just cause they were abandoned, they immediately take them to another place to get, you know, help from, um, they get them started and find them a good home and, and move forward. But they're all in the, uh, you know, older dogs, dogs with major issues, dogs that don't have front legs or, or whatever it is. And, uh, so super stoked. And I think I've been in love with this dog for two years since they got her. And I finally broke. I was like, Aww. I got to do this. So and we're excited too. Yeah, Pipples, they they have a hard time adopting them out. You know, here in, in the Detroit area, there are so many pit bulls. My dog was a rescue, and uh, you know it it they it's a shame, but they are people look at the breed, you know, and they judge them by that, and then you know it, it, at a dog that's growing like that, the likelihood of it finding uh, a, a new home is going to be super super low. So. I'm all for that. I love rescues. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do it any other way with a dog like that with a pit bull. I just feel yeah. like that's part of it, you know, is, is being able to help one of them. I think it's quite crazy because in her case, uh, before I realized I had like true interest, I Duke was like when she would still had fresh scars. I mean, it just happened when they picked her up. Friendly, wanted to love up on you. You're like, wow. Aww. How? Like, how do you experience that and still, you know, go through that? The only change is, of course, you know, each individual person that comes in, you got to properly introduce. You can't just like let someone run into your home because yeah. stranger danger. Not that they'll do anything that, they're, that she's scared, you know. So, stranger danger. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I cannot wait to, to bring her here and Harvey's ready to have somebody because Donna doesn't actually know how to play. So it's quite funny. Yeah. She, she right. you throw the ball. She chases Harvey and bites him like twice. And then she's like, all right, I'm done. And then lays down. <laughs> so Harvey's alone on all of his, on all of his playing. So she's quite excited. Yes. So random tidbit. Since Donna came to the table, we want to let everybody know about Nova. All right, Don, <laughs> we got to go. Say bye. Bye, Donna. Say bye. Bye, Donna. <sighs> Ah, now the last five minute crew will be happy that she got in before the last five minutes. I always could tell who waits to the end because I'll hear Donna on the on yeah the yeah. <laughs> Harvey's busy for those wondering. You know, I I, I want to say something. I'll make this really quick. So the Kai Green uh, reaction video did really good, but we had a oh, number yeah. of people who said stuff like this. I like Kai Green, but geez, his gut is massive, and. My, I did respond to one comment, but I wanted to say it officially on the show. It was a different time. You know what I mean? It was a different time in bodybuilding and in, we didn't pay attention to guts and they would like bubble gut. I don't think was even a term back then. And eventually, you know, the bodybuilding decided that they wanted to change that. And then they put some thoughts in and everybody, everybody has done a really good job at, I think, working on their ab control. But at the time, like we didn't pay any attention to that. It wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't Kai's fault. You know what I mean? That like everybody back then had some level of stomach and the amount of food that Kai was eating. You know, there's no wonder that his stomach was stretched out so much. So that's my, my spiel. We just all saw it as like the, pre- well, for most guys, we were like, ah, it's just the price of eating the food it takes to be massive. Yeah. You know, it, the only people we commented on were the guys with like massive guts. Remember like JP Fuchs, 
John Pierre yeah, Fuchs yeah. had that like really huge distended abdomen. We're like, oh, that's a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like other guys like walking around 320, oh, that's fine. He's just full of food. Yeah. You know? Scott, Scott, I'm sending you a picture though, because like this is when I saw Kai win uh, the Arnold All right. in 2016. And I just even to this day, I'm like I don't I don't see this gut. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That people are going so crazy about. Like I understand if he breathes or turns, but like he is what five eight, maybe two eighty five here. I mean, I don't know what he used to weigh on stage, but I know I. I mean, in person, Kai is probably the second biggest person I've ever seen. Yeah, in my life, first being Marcus Rule. But like it's it's I, I just don't see why you know he was in the gym when you got when they guys are talking about this it's like I don't know to me I just don't agree and I still think in today's environment he'd be a nightmare for people oh yeah yeah there's no like, question so they, like even though we say it was a different time I think it's a different time and if Kai Green was in this if that Kai Green was in this lineup. We'd be having a different discussion of the top three. Yeah, yeah. So I go with that. my take. He's awesome. I still I think him. that like that whole look he cultivated with the predator hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it just like totally unique. You know what I mean? I used you know, to love watching wanna... his prejudging because he posed different. Like even his his quarter turns were art. How he, yeah, would, he had a different a way of double, moving. The way he would hit a rear double, the finished version was was fine, but how he got there, I I was watching like every shot. You know, I'm grateful yeah. that I actually got to go to the prejudging that year to watch in person. You know, I feel like he was one of the guys you could really tell when he was on stage that he was doing his favorite thing in the world to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I like to eat the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad I got to see uh I'm glad I got to see Kai compete many times. You know, he was he was just incredible. And I remember the most mind boggling thing about Kai was that he would come out at the Olympia and pose, and I would be, man, I can't believe this guy's not gonna win. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because Phil Phil was so incredible. Like, Phil would come out and pose. I was like, nobody's beating him. And then Kai would come out and I'd be like, man, in another era, this guy would just be cleaning up everything. But Phil's in the way. Right. And Phil's mm-hmm. just going to remain in the way because he's just that. He's just a little bit better. And he's always better at every show. And, you know, I mean, Kai beat him that one time at the Arnold, remember? And then after yeah. that, it was like, yeah. But that was just, that was a crazy, you know, Kai's one of those guys, man. He's generationally I feel like uh, unique. I feel like back then, and I'll be curious to see what some of these kids, I say kids, people younger than me that are in the sport will say about who they view as the best. Back then, the battle between Phil and Kai was pretty close in my head. And then I look back and I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like, I, I, I had an emotional connection to Kai because I liked him. He was always super nice. Uh, I didn't really know Phil very well. And Kai was... He was one of the first guys who I, I knew who he was and I knew he wouldn't know who I was. And I was in the Newark airport and then he did know who I was and made sure to tell me to, you know, he came over and said, Hey, how you doing? And I was like, wow. Oh, 
you know, so it definitely like changed my perspective, but I did find that that was why in my head their, their battle was closer than it really was. Right. You know, I was like, Oh, I just favored you a little bit. Cause once I looked back, I was like, Oh yeah, no one was beaten Phil. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People used to ask me, why does Phil beat Kai? Cause they were both so awesome. And I used to say that this is what I said. I don't know if it makes sense, but I said that the two reasons I thought Phil beat Kai is in the front relaxed. I thought Kai's neck looked kind of skinny and he didn't have any traps in the front relaxed. Okay. Right. I know what you mean. I can see it. And it used to kind of bother me because when Phil stood in the front relaxed, he had traps. Yeah, he did. And it just filled in a spot for me that I just noticed. And then, um, I felt that Kai's physique had more sort of sharp corners on it. Like there was more triangular stuff going on with Kai and on Phil, everything was round. And I just remember thinking that's how my brain perceived some of the muscle groups where there was just more roundness on Phil and more like sort of almost like Kai was like, uh, you know, those artists that like do things different on purpose. Like, right. Like almost like that, which sort of, suited Kai like yeah (laughs) very true (laughs) you know what I mean like having like his back was a little more triangular in ways and some of his like his biceps were peaked sharper and he just had more like corners on his physique and Phil was all round everywhere and I just for some reason that's just what I saw yeah it was crazy yeah Kai was the best Kai it could be I thought you were gonna say something more along the lines of like they're both awesome but Phil is awesomer yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that too. Like, oh, I know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's funny. You know. What else we got? What's Scott? next, buddy? Uh, that was about all we had. We I mean, we had a few more questions, but I, I think we are about out of time. Do we need uh, some type of a solid finisher here? Yeah, let's do one more. All right. Let's see. We had a training question about DC training. We had um let's see. <laughs> Guidance about uh, how far to take your sets. Um, we had one about uh, let's see the sandwiches. <laughs> I love sandwiches. <laughs> the trimming body here. Screw with Ron. Do you have Do you have a good finisher, Dusty? I'm I'm rolling through them right now while you're reading them off. Here. All right. Um, we can talk more about sandwiches. Sandwiches. We all y'all love them. <laughs> Everyone loves a good Sammy. Good Everyone loves there. a good. Good sandwich. And comment if you're coming out to the Arnold, guys, for the last five-minute crew. Comment if you're coming out to the Arnold. I want to know who's showing up from our crew to uh, to come and hang out with us. Uh Uh-oh. Dusty's got one. Oh, I I want to touch this just for fun because it's it's like a time bomb. Um, Is it easier to coach women or men? And I actually think this is a good one. This is a good one because it's easier to coach um, coachable people. Coachable people. Yeah. <laughs> None of so, the awesome, awesomer answers, Scott. So, for example, coaching Nikki, mm-hmm. coaching Nikki, Dusty's wife, has been like the easiest and i don't mean easy there's been you know decisions to be made but just the smoothest like gotcha boss yep no problem 
considered executed done deal oh results have occurred oh more results have occurred yes did it awesome good like it's just insane obviously she lives with dusty she trains with dusty but the coaching experience with her she might as well be a top 10 olympian with how calm and that's and great like just ridiculously executable right yep and and now because of that we find ourselves in a position where she looks really good six weeks out we're very excited yeah um so I think most people would generically say that men are easier to coach because, you know, women have more statistically women are going to have more issues with food. There's more higher incidence of, you know, food related um, eating issues or psychological attachments to things and like statistically. But at the mm. end of the day, it comes down to the person because I've, I've yeah. dieted plenty of guys that were head cases, too, and had all sorts of you know, nonsense that they just couldn't get past in their heads. So, um, yeah, not, not, you know, someone who doesn't have, uh, someone who's ready to do what they got to do and they're calm about it. But yeah, yeah, good question. What What about you, Scott? Like what, obviously I know that we all agree with what was just said, which is just, it's the individual, but what are either usually easier to that, coach men? Yeah. What, what is it easy? Like, what are things that make it more difficult to coach anyone? Like maybe, something in their head or whatever, or something that makes it easier to coach someone. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like in, in my head, the thing that I'm getting at is like for, for Nikki, for me, uh, I always just loved the process. I never, like, even when I was vying for my pro card, I never thought about the finish line during a prep. I just did what I was supposed to do every day. I didn't even really get hung up on the results because I understood that, I hired someone I trusted. Yeah. And he would take care of it if I put all of my focus into the day-to-day -day execution. That's a good so I, I would send pictures and not think, you know, and I and I always felt that that made me invincible. Like, you know, a lot of people, for example, like Chris used to laugh, but the last couple of days before a show, a lot of people are really like amped up because things have got to change and I got to do this, I got to do this. And Chris used to come to my room He'd be like, all right, pose. And I'd, he'd run me through the shots in 19 different plots in the room. Everyone knows that. Uh, and then he'd go, okay, eat this. And I would eat it. And we'd chat for a minute and I'd go to sleep. And he'd come knock on my door and wake me up and I'd do it again for three days. I slept all day, every day for three days other than when I posed. <laughs> That's and, perfect. And he used to laugh because he's like, you're so relaxed. And I'm like, I don't need to stress. You do. Yeah. I just yeah. execute. So what, what are some things you think make it easier and or harder that people could maybe even try to avoid? Yeah, because I, I was trying to think like one or the other. And I've known coaches who've said one or the other. I know one coach who works with a lot of women and he stopped coaching men. He was like, you know what? A lot of the he was like a lot of the good male pros have more of an attitude and ego of that. They know how things should be done and they know their bodies and this is what they want to do versus the women are like, Hey, I hired you for a reason because you do a really good job at this. So I'm going to listen to what you say. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have heard people say that, um, you said Shelby out loud like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I then, uh, yeah. 
But I think the best people, you just mentioned it, Dusty, like the way you said, I, I guess I don't have anything to add to it. You know, you just people who are just like there to have the experience. The easiest people, the, the most fun people are the brand new people who are competing for the first mm-hmm. time. And they're like, hey, you're a good coach. You've done this a 100 times or a thousand times. I'm excited to see how this works. Um, you show me. And then they're like, what are we doing next? And then we're like, oh, we're not going to do anything with the water. And they're like, oh, really? Why? You know, it's like yeah, yeah. I, that's exciting to me versus when you have expectations of what you think you're supposed to do. Because I have I'm thinking it out more now. I've had clients who've worked with me longer term. And if we start doing something different than we did last time, sometimes they start to they start to bite back a little bit. And they're like, but wait, we did this last time. Why aren't we doing that now? You know what I mean? And they they have those expectations. So, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to add one little thing that that, um, just for clients, my clients, your clients, uh, those who want the best results for it to go really, really well are those who train the hardest in the gym. Like if you want to see results when people go, oh, I don't have to do, you know, this guy doesn't do as much cardio. Usually that guy trains his nuts off. Yeah. Like, and again, yeah. not across the board, but there is a correlation between how hard someone trains and what their cardio looks like, how much muscle mass they maintain. I can't stress it enough, the importance of that piece of the puzzle. And I hate it because that's the piece I can't touch online. You know, mm-hmm. like I've seen you train hard, but it's those who can do that when they're smoked. But you Dusty, know. is that something you can teach somebody even? Because like, listen, when I first went in the gym, one That's of the reasons the I fell in love dilemma. with it, yes. I fell in love with it because I loved that I could be crazy with the training. You know what I mean? Yeah. And down the road, it just, I could take it to new levels, but it started mm-hmm. out with that interest. Whereas some people it's like, they just don't have it. They literally, they have no ability to push intensity. No, I think there's yeah. there's definitely a case you can't train some of it because I've had uh, clients and I can say it now because I I actually I got rid of a client, um, good guy, but what we ran into was he would argue with me. He would send me video, and it would be nowhere near intense, like not even a question. And I'd go, "You can do more than that with more weight." No, I can't. I- I'm telling you. Yeah, that moved very easy. Telling you that we can add multiple plates to that leg press and 10 reps. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, I'm stealing from you because how I do this won't work. So hire someone else. I'm not mad at you. We just can't do this. You know, he was shocked, but I'm like, there's a difference between, like, if I say, I think, Ron, I think you had one more rep there. Well, right. did or didn't. Is it really worth it to risk it? Probably not. So I'm fine. But if I'm like, you had 90 more pounds and 10 more reps, at least. Yeah. We're not even talking about the same thing, you know? Yeah. And for yeah. you to get in shape, we're going to need three hours of cardio. Yeah. Or you're going to have to do 30 <laughs> sets per body part twice a week. Yeah, exactly. You have, five, you have seven hours to devote to training per day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. that's it. That's That's a coach's dilemma. And, you know, to be honest, I think most coaches that do it full time Mm -hmm. always have at least one client where they're kind of like, man, I might have I might have to cut this guy loose because I just don't know if I can get him to train hard enough to 
Like, you know, you're trying to, you know, part of your job is to try to motivate people, you know, mm-hmm. like, but some coaches, like they don't, they're like, that's not my, I'm not, I'm not in that business. I'm not a mo like Chris Aceto's job is he's not in it to motivate yeah. anybody. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at Chris is like, I'm here to like, you need to look this way to compete at this level. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Like Chris isn't going to listen to you bitch about your wife or your no. job. I couldn't picture that. Your, he like, he's not going to read. He's not even reading that text. He's nope. just skipping over it, looking at your photo of your back double bicep, and he's looking at your body weight. And then he might have read the little blurb about how you passed out in the hallway yesterday. But maybe. that's, but maybe. And he might, might care about the passing out at work. He might care. He might not. Probably not. Um, so, so when you think, good, you're like, finally depleted. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, yeah, good. Oh, okay, good. You're passing out now. Okay, we're 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 rock bottom. I told Jay and O three, this is where you got to go, buddy. You got to find rock bottom. Did you see that um, uh, that tweet that uh, you know Trump made last week? That's gonna be his oh, next God. line. Yeah, that, yeah, it all goes in this random. So there's a tweet about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. So I want like the other competitors that are using their coach for like an emotional balancing pole yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and an eating disorder um, consultant and a stress management tool and all that stuff that and you think you're untrained coach- medical doctor. Yeah. Untrained that. medical <laughs> and psychological therapist, you know, yeah. um, it, it, you know, you think that your coach is there to get you through everything and get you to the stage. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Not all coaches are in the business of, of holding your hand to the stage. Like, you know, um, it, it has to come from you. You got to really want to do this. You know, real, I'd rather my coach was really good at making hard decisions than really good at dealing with nonsense. Right. You know what That's I mean? That's great. That is very well said. Like, you know, my coach makes me feel so good. Okay, but results matter. You know? And hey, they might be a great combo. Maybe that coach fits that person. They happen to work together well. But I don't think many coaches can be a therapist for all 50 clients or, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever they're yeah. doing. You know what I mean? And God, they probably hope all 50 don't need a therapist. You know? <laughs> So I always like those those rare clients that are in prep where you're you're getting close and you realize you never hear from them. And so you just kinda like send out a feeler sometimes. You're like, is everything good? And they're like, Yeah, why? You're like, Yeah. Oh, my kids are really ripped this morning. I didn't want to yeah, bother. Like, like you're like, Oh yeah. Or or they'll and you're just like, and it's not it's not that they're not saying too little or anything. You're just you're stunned because everything is okay, got it. Boom, which is how I always was. But it's still a little surprising when you coach enough people, when you get someone who just executes. And then you're like, this is the best you've ever been. They're like, yeah, I thought so too. Like everything is right here. Like there's there's a reply. There's a coaching reply. There's a meme of a coaching reply. And it can be the most professional reply of all time. Or it can be a dismissive reply of a bad coach. No changes. <laughs> you know, I, I, sometimes I no changes. The that's the most professional response you're going to get from an experienced veteran. And then yeah. no changes can also be, they have no, they don't even look at your pictures. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so true. Uh, all right. I like that question to, to finish it off. There we go. That was good. That was fun. A little fun with that Absolutely. one. You know? Um, well, I got to, you know, we're done the episode. So it's time to get back to those emails. Got some emotional Support emails to, to answer. <laughs> got some work to do. Got to talk to somebody about their marriage. <laughs> got to help somebody make a work decision while they're remember, on low carbs. It's only, it's only competitors that aren't allowed to do that. The rest of you pour it in. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. They're all great. Um, remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and Ring the bell. Remember, I am mutant.com supporting the show Born Hardcore. Mutant will be reborn hardcore at the Arnold Classic this year. Come and see us at the booth. We will all be there. You might even uh, get get a spot on the couch if uh, something crazy happens. So uh, come down and visit us for sure. And uh, remember, Dusty 20, Big Ron 20, 20% off. Get your ISO search, get your all in, and everyone should get on the gear. Do we have any last words to add, gentlemen? See you See at you the this Arnold? Week? Yeah. See you yes. at the Arnold. How was our coverage? We only skipped a few people. This good. I, like I think we nailed it. We've yeah. ever done and yeah. still terrible. Yeah. But it was relax. easy because yeah. there was like two guys to focus on. We, you know, yeah, they yeah, made yeah. it simple yeah. for us, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't come to us for coverage. Okay, remember everybody, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>